Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. I can do country just as hard as any man in this industry. Like, I can, it can compete with anything that a man has out on radio right now. And I'm not going to be talking about trucks. I'm not going to be talking about beer. I'm going to be talking about topics of substance. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Darius Rucker. I'm Jimmy Allen. This is Mickey Guyton. It's Kane Brown. And I'm Madeline Edwards. An all-new episode of Country Heat Weekly starts now. Happy February, y'all. I'm Kelly Sutton podcasting as we do each week from the Country Heat House on Music Row in Nashville. I'm Amber Anderson, particularly excited about this episode as we kick off Black History Month with two special segments. Madeline Edwards is our center stage guest. She's writing her own history as one of Amazon Music's breakthrough artists to watch. The first time I think most of us were introduced to her was on the 2021 CMA Awards stage when she performed with Britney Spencer and Mickey Guyton on Mickey's song, Love My Hair. I used to think what God gave me was a fair. I'd it all just to have the curls of she has released a lot of music since then, and we're going to dig into it and her backstory when she stops by the Country Heat House a bit later in the pod. And then we're going to introduce you to O.B. McClinton, a singer who dubbed himself the Chocolate Cowboy in the 1970s. Now, O.B. didn't have a lot of chart success, but he never gave up on his dream of being a country music entertainer. We'll get to hear some of his music in our Rediscover segment. And of course, we'll be spilling all kinds of sweet tea throughout the show as we dig into some of the hottest songs and country music. And we're going to get up close and personal with the stars in our Burning Question segment. We also have to say congratulations to all the fans of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, including our bestie Breland, who, as you heard last episode, predicted weeks ago that it would be those two teams in the Super Bowl. Mm, I got to go with the birds. Uh, I'm going I'm going Eagles, Chiefs. Now, we checked, and we recorded that interview on November 21st, more than two months before last weekend's championship games. Okay, so speaking of being psychic, we have big news to share as we reveal what's cooking in country music. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Before we get to that, though, I'm planning some road trips for us. You know I'm in. <laughs> Where are we going? Okay, first stop, Atoka, Oklahoma. Ah, that's where Reba's place just opened. Exactly. It's a multi-story restaurant, bar, shop, and entertainment venue. It includes exclusive merchandise and, of course, 
lots and lots of Reba memorabilia. I mean, I know we've talked about how the stars need to open their bars somewhere other than Lower Broadway here in Nashville, Mm -hmm. but we meant more like the Gulch or West End. (laughs) Oklahoma is a long haul. (laughs) Yes, but I will tell you, it was on purpose. Reba's Place was created in partnership with the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma to create jobs and tourism for southeastern Oklahoma, where Reba grew up. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) You said you were planning road trips, plural. So where else are we going? Okay, I've got a long list. Um, If I had my way, we would hit C2C in London, Stagecoach in California, and then the ACM Awards in Texas. But I'm also going to put the Hollywood Bowl on the dream board. That's on my dream board. Mm -hmm. It's been on my dream board. You know I love that. (laughs) So who are we going to see there? Well, the last weekend of April is a two-day event called Long Story Short. It will be a star-studded celebration of Willie Nelson's 90th birthday. Performers like Casey Musgraves and Miranda Lambert, Chris Stapleton, The Chicks, and Roseanne Cash. Plus, you've got non-country performers like Neil Young, The Lumineers, Ziggy Marley, and Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Snoop Dogg. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Happy birthday, Willie. Actually, that's the same weekend as Stagecoach, and they're both in California, so maybe we could just hop back and forth. Okay, yeah, I like this idea. I like this idea. (laughs) And finally, breaking news. Kelly was right. (laughs) Y'all. Again. (laughs) I just about (laughs) fell out of my chair this week when Luke Combs announced his new album was going to be called Gettin' Old. And on the cover is the other half of his face from the Growing Up (laughs) album cover. Unless you forgot, that was a suggestion from Kelly when he was a guest on the podcast last spring. At the time, he just posted a snippet of an unreleased song called Growing Up and Gettin' Old. Can I give you my conspiracy theory of your album? This is my conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. And this is only mine. My opinions are all my own. They do not represent Amazon or anyone affiliated there for. I saw the artwork Mm -hmm. for Growing Up. The song is actually Growing Up, Getting Old. Mm -hmm. The artwork shows half your face with Growing Up Mm -hmm. on the ball cap. Sure. Is this going to be a double album and Growing Old is going to be the second part of the album? I don't know. There's no way of knowing. If it isn't... It is such a, I'm looking at it going, oh, it's going to be a double album. It has to be a double album because the name of the song. Because what if you just like came up with a really great idea that I never thought of and then I was like, man, I should have done that. Well, then you know? did I give it to you for free? Thank you. Go and make, and make your art, friends. We yeah. have this whole thing of like, you heard it here first. You yes. heard it here first. Yes. What gets me is we talked to him at the CMA Awards. I asked him about it again and he completely blew the idea off. When you were on our podcast, I gave you the idea. I said, I would think it would be great if there was a double album Mm -hmm. that would be growing up, getting old. Have you given that any other thought? I haven't much, no. Really? No, I'm kind of busy. I'm kind of, you know. Mark got a goal now. I'm in dad land. Yeah, I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm up to my eyeballs, you know. I barely made it here. He's got a really good poker face. I believed him, and I didn't give the idea another thought after that. Me either. (laughs) I feel like I need to go buy a lottery ticket right now. You might. (laughs) But the real question is, did you give him the idea, or was it already Mm. brewing? Are you going to be in the liner notes? Hey, Luke, come (laughs) do the podcast because we have some questions for you. The album Getting Old will be out March 24th, and the song is on the Country Heat playlist. You learn to tow that line with time. 
brings us to the Heat Index portion of the program, where we explore some hot tracks on Amazon Music's Country Heat playlist. Tyler Hubbard is the cover star this week, kicking off the playlist with Me For Me. Ain't asking me to change nothing far as I can see. She don't want nobody different, no one else I gotta be. That's a track from his self-titled solo project, inspired, no doubt, by his wife, Haley. Congrats to Tyler on making his late-night TV solo debut on The Tonight Show last Monday. He performed Dancing in the Country, another track that you will find on the Country Heat playlist. So what else is hot this week, Amber? So a few episodes back, we introduced you to breakthrough artist to watch, Nate Smith. He's got a new cut on the playlist called Wreckage. It's a really gripping piano ballad. Laying in this bed beside you, I don't have to hide away. You see all the wreckage, and it wrecks me that you stay. If you missed it, check out the Old Dominion episode of Country Heat Weekly. That's where we got to know Nate a little better. And speaking of our favorite guys, their new song, Memory Lane, is still going strong. Here's what they told us about the tune. We were just in Brad's house and he had this little groove going and Jesse Jo Dillon was there. She had the title and we were just trying to explore what that would be about. And somebody said, you know, if I could buy a house on Memory Lane. And that was the like thing that sparked everyone, got us excited. And it was like going down a road, you know, it was like we were just what's next, what's next, what's next until we had a song. If I could buy a house on memory lane, I'd put my money down and I'd sign my name. Now, if you're looking for the hottest tracks out of Nashville, they're all in one place. Search the playlist Country Heat on your Amazon Music app. We're about to go to break, but first, it's time for our weekly game of Who Said That? This is where we read you a quote and you make your guess about who said that. We'll take a quick break, and then when we get back, we'll play the audio so you can see if you were right. Our quote this week pretty much defines country music. Heartbreak sucks. Some people take up long-distance running, some people get drunk, but I make songs. Who said that? Dozens of songwriters in Nashville. (laughs) Okay, but who said it recently? Keep listening and we'll tell you when Country Heat Weekly returns. What's up, y'all? This is Mitchell Tenpenny. I'm Carrie Underwood. And I'm John Party. This is Mickey Guyton. Country Heat Weekly will be right back. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, it's time to tell you who said that. Yeah, heartbreak sucks. Some people take up long-distance running. Some people get drunk. But I make songs. Morgan Evans. And that's the story of how we got Morgan's latest song over for you. Today, we've got another Amazon Music Breakthrough Artist to Watch from the class of 2023 joining us in the studio. Madeline Edwards is a California-born, Texas-raised artist, which means her music is a mix of West Coast jazz and Southern influences. Now, of course, we all fell in love with Madeline during that iconic CMA Awards performance with Nikki Guyton and Britney Spencer in 2021. Then last year, we got to know her a bit better with the release of her debut album, Crash Landed. It features 12 tracks, all of which she co-wrote. We are so excited to learn more about this project and about her journey thus far. So let's get into it. Welcome to Country Heat Weekly, Madeline. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We this have wanted crazy. you in this chair for so long. <laughs> right? It's finally Well, happening. I really wanted to be in this chair for so long, so <laughs> that's amazing. We are so excited. Okay, we just, we want to get to know you better and mm-hmm. more about your backstory. I feel like both of you know me pretty well. I feel Good. like we're all really well acquainted. Yes. And I feel like this is just going to be a fun conversation. I oh. think so too. <laughs> Good. But for all of you out there, who may not know Madeline, you're in for a treat. When did music start for you? I was really young when I decided I wanted to do music. I was about four years old, and I didn't even know if I could sing at that point. It was just like, this is what I want to do. I'm so moved by this. I feel like I have a story to tell. I feel like my family has a story to tell, and I want to be the one to tell that. I want to be the one that bridges this gap between, you know, old world and new world music. I want um, to be the person that bridges this gap between, you know, country and the rest of the world, and I feel like my story can do that. I feel like my genre can do that. This music can do that. So I'm really excited about everything coming out right now. (laughs) You wrote your first song when you were six? I think it was six. It was a dumb little worship song. Oh, that's so cute. Okay, what was the title? It was called Jump Up, and it was just so silly and there's words in there that I think I was probably just learning, you know, what words were even meaning at that point. So it was funny just kind of putting those into a song and making a worship song out of it. So... That's so cute. That's <laughs> oh, so my gosh, I love that. Okay, so then you started working professionally as a mm-hmm. musician as a teenager, right? Yes, I was 14. I remember having to lie about my age to play in the piano bars I was playing in because a lot of the servers, bartenders, anyone that was, you know, working there, they had to be, I think, like 17 or 18. That was the legal age in Texas to work in a place that served alcohol. And, uh, you know, my family, we kind of grew up in a— in a poor situation. And so I ended up playing in bars when I was 14 to kind of help keep the lights on for my family. And uh, yeah, I just lied about my age. I remember my mom dropping me off. I had my little speakers with me and I'd, you know, roll them to the piano and set them up. And, you know, I learned how to set up my own sound and everything. And I've done that. I did that for a very long time until I moved to Nashville. Roadie. Yeah, you're engineer. I was my own roadie, my own manager, my own everything. Nashville really saved my life (laughs) when I came here. It's like, oh my gosh, there's people that can do this for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then, so I'm sure you sang hours and hours of covers. Mm -hmm. 
Is there one that is still like, you could do it in your sleep? Probably At Last by Etta James. Yeah, that was probably my most requested one. A lot of times, even at 14, even that young, a lot of people would say, you sound just like Etta James. Like, you sound like you just reincarnated Etta James, basically. Okay, so that's like my future dream wedding song. So Mm. if and when that day ever comes. When that day comes. When that day comes. (laughs) Let's just put that into the atmosphere. When that day comes. Let's do that. That happens in this room. We do manifest things here. So let's go. (laughs) I love this. Okay, so what did the road to Nashville look like for you? My husband and I, we were a COVID couple. We had a COVID wedding. Um, You've met Jim before, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we dated during COVID, and we were kind of deciding on a place to land. I was in Texas. He was in Mississippi. And I knew that I had run my course enough in Texas to where I was like, I'm I'm interested in trying something new. I'm interested in taking a leap and seeing if I can maybe make this work somewhere else. So when we were deciding on a place to land after we got married, we were like, Austin, L.A., we really didn't want to move to New York, but New York was an option. Um, But we just kind of entertained the idea of Nashville. And we're like, why don't we just think about Nashville? And, you know, my husband got a job here. And and then we just kind of decided, I think this is the place we need to take the leap. And so it was tough because the first year nothing happened. I remember releasing The Road and it got on some of the biggest playlists. It didn't matter if it was new music, contemporary Christian uh, country. It didn't matter. road was performing so well that I was like, I know I have something good here. I just need to keep pushing it. And so it wasn't until, you know, Amanda Shires asked me to sing with the High Women on the Lady Gaga project. We sung Highway Unicorn. It was me and the High Women and Britney Spencer. And then everything seemed to just kind of snowball after that. I remember Mickey seeing me. And then I remember Morgan Stapleton seeing me. And it was just like, it kept snowballing, snowballing, snowballing until the CMAs. And then post the CMAs, it was like, the gates were wide open and the Stapletons asked me to go on tour with them. And then I was meeting with publishing deals and I was meeting with labels and all of that just like took off. So, I mean, it was a long road, but it was a good one. (laughs) Yeah. I remember you and I were supposed to go get coffee one day and then you're like, "Um, I might have to reschedule. Something really big just came up and I can't (laughs) say what it is. But it's great. And I'm like, okay, like, do whatever you need to do. And then that week, she's like, I'm going on tour with Chris Stapleton. I'm like, okay, (laughs) no big deal. It was a great match, man. Yes, one, because, I mean, that's a dream come true. Mm -hmm. That was my first tour ever. I had never been on tour before that. Wow. And so it's kind of hard to come down from, like, (laughs) you go on tour on your first tour with one of the greatest of our time. Yeah. And then everything after that, it's just like, Wow. I mean, how can you top that? But, you know, I'm I'm excited for touring Crashlanded this year. And, and it was such an amazing opportunity getting to go on the road with Chris because all of these um, listeners that wouldn't necessarily be exposed to my music finally got this opportunity to be like, I've never heard of this girl before, but this is kind of interesting. And if I like Chris Stapleton's music, I think they would like mine too because um, there's that soul in it. Were you nervous at all? I know that the, the, the well the first the first thing is like you're not going to say no to that. That's the opportunity of a lifetime. But also on the flip yeah. side of that, what were the reservations that were going through your head? I think I was wondering if I was ready. 
you know? Mm -hmm. Like you said before, I had put in hours and hours and hours into playing in piano bars. But even with all that, there's still some part of you that's like, but this is a whole nother level. You've never played in a stadium before. This is taking the next step to the next level. Are you ready for that? My mom actually had really good advice for me whenever I would struggle in those times. What am I doing? You know, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Am I destined to do this or not? And she'd be like, you know, you need to look at every single night like you're getting paid to practice. And so by the time we got asked to go on tour, I feel like it was kind of confirmation once I finally got on stage and and hit that first arena and saw what I could do. I was like, I think, you know, all the practice time was worth it. And so I was nervous, but for the right reasons, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's some good advice for mom, by the way. That's really yeah. Way to advice. go, mom. Yeah. So there's quite a bit of music for people to dive into. Uh, the self-titled EP you released independently last summer, full-length album last fall. If this was the first time that someone was going to hear Madeline Edwards' music, what would you suggest they start with? One song? Yes. Dang. That's a hard question. <laughs> I like to tell people all the time, I think Hold My Horses is such a good representation of where I am now, where I want to go with my music. It's everything in one. You hear the soul, you hear the country. It's rock and roll. You hear that influence. And so I want to tell people, like, start with that song. However, that song is, it goes so hard. <laughs> it goes so, You're so hard. You're taking the words out of my mouth because I was about to be like, okay, can I talk about my favorite song? <laughs> <laughs> can't hold my horses. When I saw you at the basement, yeah, I hadn't seen that one live yet. Oof. Yeah. And I looked around the room and everybody was like, eyes wide, mouths open, like, is this happening to us right now? <laughs> yeah. That song is incredible, but live, it just takes it to a whole nother level. It like, really does you live. You just do such I'm a so great job. I'm so glad you've seen that song live, too. Mm -hmm. It was written with all women. And it's always funny. I tell people this all the time, but people think that song was written by all men. And so anytime they hear that song, I love going into that into a studio or whatever, and a producer will be like, you know, show me a song of yours that you want me to hear. Like, basically the same question yeah. you just asked me. And I'll be like, okay. And I'll just, like, press play <laughs> on Hold My Horses. And then when it gets to that guitar riff, they are just, like, holding, holding on to their seats and just, like, you know, mouth agape, hair blowing. <laughs> yes. And they're like, whoa, what, you know, did you write this with this guy? And I'm like, no. Did you write it with this guy? No. And I'm like, I wrote this with two women that you've probably never heard of before, but you will know their names mm -hmm. and you'll know my name because this is the kind of music we're making. And I think that's kind of the statement that Hold My Horses makes is I can do country just as hard as any man in this industry. It can compete with anything that a man has out on radio right now. And I just love that. I think it's, it's really cool. <laughs> Me too. Oh, gosh. I'm so glad we got to talk about it. Okay, so tell us about the title track, Crash Landed. Oh, yeah. Crash Landed is a very important record to have on this album. I wanted to tell the story before anyone got into the rest of the record. I wanted that to be the first track. I wanted it to be like, okay, here's what you're getting into. I'm not going to be talking about trucks. I'm not going to be talking about beer. I'm going to be talking about topics of substance, basically. I'm going to be challenging you in this album. And I kind of wanted to just get that out of the way because... I think anyone that starts listening to the record, if they listen to the first song and they're just like, ah, this isn't really for me. I wanted that to be 
from the get-go, like, here's what we're getting into. This is the kind of person I am. This is the kind of artist I am. I'm not here to be viral because virals are about making moments. I'm here to make a movement. I think we all came out of a really tough season with COVID. Now it's time to do the work. It's time to do the hard work on ourselves, and it's going to make us better people. And I, I have this, you know, really optimistic and maybe even possibly naive look on life of I really do believe in the best in other people. And it gets me in trouble sometimes, but I just keep on believing it. I'm a true believer in redemption. And, you know, Crash Landed is, it's a heavy song because it talks about, you know, what are we doing? Like there's homeless people living out on the street and where are we focusing our attention to? Like, what are we putting our attention in our lives? And how can we redirect that to make other people's lives better? Something about it don't feel right And I kind of feel like I Crash In a world I don't want to live in A place I don't think I And so important. So important. Well, this episode kicks off Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in this format, there aren't nearly as many Black artists who have found success over the years, which, you know, is obviously something that bothers me and, mm-hmm. and a lot of other people. But who do you look up to? Not even necessarily in the music industry, but just, I mean, Black women in entertainment, even. Where do you find your inspiration in that area? I love that you're asking this question because I love getting to talk about them at any opportunity I get. But Reese Palmer and Miko Marks, to me, I think are two of the most supportive, genuine women I have met in this industry. And I'm not just talking like women of color. I'm talking just across the board. They have constantly built each other up and they are direct competition with each other so it's been really cool to see like all of the younger generation behind them it's like me Camille Parker Brittany Spencer Raina Roberts Chapel Hart whoever I mean we're the generation that falls behind uh, Miko and Reese. it's been so inspiring because now you know I'm really close with Camille Parker you know I got to share a stage with Britney Spencer I sidebar Chapel Heart all the time and I'm like y'all are killing it right now and it's cultivated this beautiful community of like I know there's not very many of us in this industry that are trying to pursue country music that look like us but we can still build each other up. It doesn't have to be a dog-eat-dog fight to, like, who's going to be the top one. But what I think is going to come out of this time, especially after, you know, what happened with George Floyd and the BLM movement, I feel like everything past this is going to be like, wow, it's not going to be just one. It's going to be this movement of women that really changed country music. The day a Black woman wins a Grammy in country music, I think there's going to be an entire tidal wave that comes after that. It's going to be such a massive ripple effect in the entire music industry. I'm excited to see who it is. It's cool that we get to see each other grow and and encourage each other in that. We talk about here all the time about how much representation matters. And I know that for me, being a professional in this industry, like not as a performer, it has been really, really re-energizing just for me to watch all of you and to see you guys representing just so many little girls out there that are playing in piano bars yeah. and doing these things that people are telling them they can't do. Yeah. And you guys are doing it and you're doing it so well. And so it's are really, really energizing. Up? I am. I always tear up when I talk about this stuff. Me, Raina, Brittany, Kelly, we were on the red carpet at the ACMs. All of us just like literally like, are we crying right now? Like this is a moment. It was a moment. And I'm like, we do. I mean, it's it's just so important and it's important to talk about. 
And, yeah. you know, I'm just so glad we have the platform to do that and and to bring attention to these very, very For important sure. things. This is exciting. It's I an know. exciting time in it the is. country. Okay, you had a big 2022. So what <laughs> do you have planned for 2023? <laughs> Ready. Uh, drinking and... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Just a little bit of drinking. No, so I'm, I'm going to be touring this record. I'm going to be touring Crash Landed, which I'm ecstatic about. I'm so, so excited because I'm ready for people to hear these songs. Mm-hmm. You know, they heard a little bit of them when we were on the road with, with Chris, and they're going to hear the rest of them now. By the end of February, I'll be out on the road with Ingrid Andrus, which I think that was a perfect pairing, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think anyone that loves Ingrid's music is going to really like me, my music, too. Um, you know, she is a, a very strong woman with a lot to say, and she is a, a master at her craft. Like, she is a master piano player, master songwriter, and I, I'm just excited to get to know her on the road, but also just to kind of, like, see if our audiences blend at all. But right after my L.A. show with Ingrid, I'll be going to the U.K. because I'm playing c to c Festival for the very first time. I'm very excited. I'm obsessed with the U.K. They just get it. Like, I never have to explain my music to them. They're like, oh, yeah, she's the Amy Winehouse of country music. I get it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, that's exactly what I am. Thank you for understanding. (laughs) And then I'll be flying directly to Australia from the UK because I'm playing CMC for the first time. So lots of festivals. Um, Two-Step In Festival, which is in Austin, or it's close to Austin. Um, I'll be playing Stagecoach for the first time this year. So lots of festivals, Watershed. Amazing festivals. Yes. Uh, we want to be in every one of them. I know. There's a lot more. I'm like trying to think of them. I can't. You've got a great list. Listen, you're a part of the Amazon music family now. So we're going to keep know. tabs on you throughout the year. We're going to share your journey with all of our listeners. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Our Rediscover segment shines the spotlight on music that's either been overlooked or forgotten over the years. Sometimes it's early hits by today's superstars. Sometimes it's a classic country artist that we haven't heard on the radio in a while. In celebration of Black History Month, we are time traveling back to the 1970s to uncover the country career of O.B. McClinton. Shout out to our sound designer, Debbie, for bringing him to our attention. O.B. grew up in Senatobia, Mississippi, a suburb of Memphis. His father was a Baptist preacher and a rancher. Now, if you're Googling O.B. right now, he used his initials O and B as his stage name. But his real name was O.B. Burnett McClinton. As a child, it was hearing Hank Williams on the radio that sparked his love of country music. His family listened to regional stations out of Nashville, including WSM, where they often tuned in to the Grand Ole Opry. But his all-time favorite was Merle Haggard. When he was a teenager, O.B. ran away from home to Memphis and used all of his savings to buy a guitar. That forced him to have to return home to Mississippi and finish high school. O.B.'s talent was recognizable even then. He went to college on a choir scholarship and after graduating, found work as a DJ on the historic radio station WDIA, America's first radio station program specifically for the Black community. He did a stint in the Air Force where he performed in military talent shows. Our team found a post online with someone who was stationed with OB in the Air Force who said, quote, He could milk a crowd like nobody else I ever saw. He opened a show in Savannah, Georgia for Marty Robbins, and what a response he got. 
he was indeed a showman. I wish we could find video of that. After his release from the Air Force, he was hired as a staff songwriter for the legendary Memphis record label Stax Records. OB's songs were recorded by soul singers Otis Redding, Clarence Carter, James Carr, and Arthur Conley. Although he'd released a few R&B tunes of his own, they failed to chart. In 1971, OB signed a recording contract with the Stax imprint Enterprise Records, which wanted to market him as a country singer. At this point, Charlie Pride's first three singles had gone to number one, and there weren't really any other African-American country artists on the radio. The first single Enterprise released was an introduction of sorts titled Country Music, That's My Thing. And let me tell you, it twangs. You got a thing, I got a thing, all I got shillin' got a thing. Well, country music, friend, oh, that's my thing. His first album was titled O.B. McClinton Country. It failed to produce any radio hits, which was not necessarily a reflection of the quality of music. The first time O.B. got to meet Charlie Pride, Charlie shook his hand and told him, you hang in there. And he took that advice to heart. The follow-up album was released in 1973 called Obi from Sinatobi, a nod to his hometown of Sinatobia. Obi was really proud of where he was from. As a child, he and his sister pledged that when they grew up, they would go out into the world, make their fortune, and then come back to do something great for their hometown. In Sinatobia now has a historical marker on the Mississippi Music Trail in Obi's honor. This album also gave him two top 40 radio hits. The first was a honky-tonk version of Wilson Pickett's Don't Let the Green Grass Fool You. I'm begging you, don't let the green grass fool you. Don't let it change your mind. The success of this song earned him a coveted performance on the New Faces show at the annual disc jockey convention in Nashville that year, as well as a guest appearance on Hee Haw. The second was My Whole World is Falling Down, which was a slightly comical look at a guy whose girl has left him and everything falls to pieces. I miss that evening meal that you used to cook. My clothes just hanging on. Lord, you should see the way I look. This was his highest charting song, peaking at number 36. I mean, I wasn't around at that time, but it does make you wonder if he received the same level of promotion and support as white artists received. But although major stardom eluded him, he gave us a large body of work that stands up next to the hits of the day. He settled into the producer chair for his third album, Live at Randy's Rodeo. After his fourth full-length project, If You Loved Her That Way, Enterprise Records folded. Now, Obi's earliest albums were released on vinyl, and a majority of his work isn't available on digital streaming services. But if you dig around on the internet, you can find songs like The Unluckiest Songwriter in Nashville, Bad Guys Don't Always Wear Black Hats, and Honky Tonk Tan. When I got home this morning, baby didn't recognize her man. She said you've been on the soul. In 1981, Obie released an album titled The Chocolate Cowboy, which included covers of country hits Elvira and Family Tradition. The title track to his final album, The Only One, was released in 1987, a parable about being a Black artist in a genre dominated by white artists. In fact, O.B. was known to call himself The Other One, in reference to Charlie Pride being The Only One. One night while playing a honky-tonk, some old cowboy said for fun. Don't many of y'all like country 
Are you the only one? Obi died of cancer later that year. Today, the Obi McClinton Foundation runs a community center in his hometown of Senatobia. One of the things they do to make good on Obi's promise to give back to his hometown is award scholarships in his name. You can search O.B. McClinton on Amazon Music to find a selection of his music. Remember, that's his initials, O. B. McClinton. Okay, that does it for this week's episode. But next week, y'all won't even believe who we're talking to. Shania! (laughs) Only one name necessary. For sure. She's releasing a new album called Queen of Me, and we're talking to her all about it, as well as her upcoming tour. Plus, we'll share a special conversation with one of her openers, Breland, as we continue to honor Black History Month. This is from our interview with him at the end of 2022. It's a section that you haven't heard yet because we saved it especially for this month. Check in with us throughout the week on social media and let us know where you're listening. I'm Hey, it's Amber A. And I'm the Kelly Sutton. Share the pod with your friends because there's room for everyone at our country music table. We wrap the show each week with a burning question, something we just have to know about the country stars. This week's question was kind of selfish. I have a lot of hair, and I'm always wanting to try new things on it. So we asked the stars their favorite hair care product. Turks Bentley has my favorite answer. Uh, just the grease from the road. <laughs> we did get some helpful tips from Ashley McBride, Ingrid Andress, Brooke Eden, Dan Smyers, and Lainey Wilson. What I can totally rely on are the Wadad a dodd line for curly hair. Dry shampoo. Mermaid hair, uh, hair curling iron. There's this brand called Devine's. I've never found a shampoo that works better. I mean, I have so much hair. Oh my gosh, dry shampoo, because that's, oof, get me through some hard times. And as a bonus, we got beard care tips from Zach Brown and Jordan Davis. Cremo makes this beard stuff that I use. That's pretty much all that I use on it. Savage Main Beard Oil. Country Heat Weekly is a production of Amazon Music and Wondery. Executive producer is Melissa Locker for Nevermind Media. Senior producer is Joyce Reiser. Recording engineer, Aaron Dethridge. Sound design by Debbie Daughtry. Production assistance from Rick Hamilton, Annie Reuter, Madeline O'Connell, Tim Einenkel, and Jeremy Chua. Our theme song, Country Time, was written and performed by Mia Byrne. The team for Amazon Music and Wondery includes Nathan Brackett, Michelle Kammerer, Emily Feld, Callum Blues, Emily Belote, and Jenny Tay. The executive producers for Wondery are Dave Easton and Marshall Louie. Production support services from Marley, Steve, Grace, Winnie, Moses, Wicket, Osmo, Abby, Scraps, Murph, and all the other very good dogs out there. Find and follow Country Heat Weekly on Amazon Music or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll get the latest episodes just as soon as they drop. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com. Welcome to Pura, the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the outer lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. 
And best of all, there's no cost to join us. In Pura, we promise to keep you safe. They killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pura. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery+. Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.